Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the All That I Am podcast. This is Lady Vivian Jacobs, your podcast host. And we are here again in season one with episode three. And I am excited to be here with each and every one of you on tonight. Do me a favor and hit that share button and bite somebody in. We have an awesome conversation. We have an awesome topic that I am going to deal with on tonight. So you do not want to miss this. And I encourage you to invite somebody in so that they can partake in this as well. It is Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. And even as you all already know, I love Friday. It is one of my favorite days of the week. It I don't know about y'all, but it's been a long week. It's been a long week. How has your week been going? Begin to type in the comment. How are you doing today? Are you off tomorrow? Do you have something planned to have a little bit of me time or some refuel or refill for yourself? What do you have planned for the weekend? Aren't you glad that it is Friday? I'm excited. And so I do have some good news. I do have some good news that I want to share with you all. Well, no, I don't I don't think I'm going to share right now. I'm going to share it a little bit later. Um, but I just wanted to tap in and see how everybody was doing before we actually get started uh, with the podcast uh, topic that is scheduled for tonight. And so I want to just say this because those of you that tuned in on the last podcast, we have a little segment where we spotlight or we highlight a woman for her accomplishments because the All That I Am podcast is all about uplifting women, inspiring women, encouraging women, and pushing women to be all that God has called her to be, to be able to handle everything that God has put on your plate, to handle with class and with grace. And so class is in session. Get your notebook, get your pen, get your blankie and your mug. We are about to have an awesome conversation, an intriguing, inspiring, and life-changing conversation on tonight. Thank you all so much for joining in. And so this segment here, she did that. We are highlighting a special woman. And that woman is by the name of Lisa Johnson. Lisa Johnson, she is the owner and the founder of Safe Haven Learning Academy. You can see her there. It is listed for you to see, for you to follow. Just a little bit about her. She has a daycare that she started on her own. She is a wife. She is a mother. She is a first lady. She is an encourager. She is an awesome woman of God. And I just wanted to take this time out to spotlight her, to highlight her because she is doing some amazing things. I think she actually did some uh, expansion with the daycare. And I can speak from personal experience because my son, Benjamin, 
used to go to her daycare and it is nothing short of excellence. Like everything they do is in excellence. The staff, I mean, they work under the spirit of excellence. You can definitely tell that her spirit is, is upon them. And so I definitely recommend that if you have some small children, I don't know what the details are as far as COVID is concerned. We have not returned our children back to any school setting yet, but I think they are in session. So if you are interested, you can hit her up on Facebook. Matter of fact, she may be tuning in right now. I am not sure, but she is an amazing woman of God. Lady Lisa Johnson, keep soaring, keep impacting, keep going, keep breaking barriers and boundaries, keep building. We see you and we celebrate you on tonight. Let's put our hands together for Lady Lisa Johnson. Give me the hand clap emoji in the comment section. Give me some hearts. Give her some hearts um, because we definitely uh, appreciate you and we celebrate you on tonight. And so in that same vein, I want to recognize and and Something monumental has happened in history and every black woman I'm sure knows about this. And so I want to take this time to recognize Kamala Harris. I don't think you all know the impact that has been made with her being or possibly being, I'm gonna speak it into existence and being the vice president the first woman of color to be a majority party's vice presidential nominee. That is big, that is huge. Women, we have come a long way. We have come a long way, but just to see her there in that spot. And I don't know how many of you have heard her speech. If you did not hear her speech, I encourage you to go back and to listen to her speech. I was definitely empowered. I was inspired. I was encouraged after hearing her speech, after seeing someone that looks like me in an influential position like that. I mean, that is amazing. And so that is definitely something worth celebrating. So in addition to Lisa Johnson and our She Did That, it's only right to celebrate Kamala Harris for all that she is doing. And do me a favor, just begin to pray for her. Cover her in prayers because you've got to know the enemy is not happy with this. The enemy is not happy with this. And so I definitely want you all to bathe this in prayer, bathe this woman in prayer. The whole presidential election, Biden, raise it. Uh, I want you to definitely to uh, pray for the both of them. But even in that women, it is our year. It's our year. It's our year. It's our time to shine. We love our men. We honor our men. We respect our men. I definitely do. But it is our time to shine. It is our year. And so Kamala Harris, we celebrate you. I'm sure she probably will never see this, but we celebrate you and we honor you and we are praying for you. We are rooting for you. We are definitely rooting for uh, Lady Kamala Harris. And so I, I, I'm just excited because we, we need moments like these where we can be genuine and help to celebrate other women and their accomplishments and all that they're doing because we live in a day and age where 
it's not done so much. You don't see it a whole lot amongst women, you know, and, and, and there's constantly tearing down and comparison and jealousy, you know, and when somebody gets to where you may be, then you don't support them or you, you know, it, it's just too much. And so I love moments like these. I love to see people win. There is enough room for each and every one of us at the finish line, at the table for all of us to win. And so even though you may not have been recognized, I celebrate you, whatever you may do, be doing, somebody is looking up to you. Somebody needs to hear your voice. So continue to do what you are doing. Continue to do it. I don't care how many people you think may be looking or how many people you think may not be looking. Somebody is looking and somebody's life is changed and it's better because of you, because of your testimony, because of what you are doing. So even when you feel like it may not be impactful, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep building. Keep soaring. Keep being the example because we need you. We need each other. And so it leads me right into my uh, next segment, uh, which is the Let's Just Be Honest. We started this on the last podcast uh, because it's kind of like a spinoff from my um, Tell It Like It Is Tuesday. And so I, I just like to be honest. I like to be honest. I like to be real. And so we had some people to uh, submit actually some suggestions through uh, my website, which is I am Viv J. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because this is definitely something that will take a whole lot of time. I'm just going to kind of give you my perspective on this issue. Um, but uh from, from everything that has come in as far as uh, suggestions and topics. And you can do that as well. You can hit up the website at any time and submit any uh, topics uh, for me to discuss or any uh, questions that you may want me to answer or to deal with. I definitely want you to go there. It's definitely user-friendly. You'll know exactly where to go, how to submit those. But uh, by popular demand, this is the one that I am going to deal with. And so here it is. Are y'all ready? I need y'all to share this first. I need y'all to share, share this, share this, share this. Oh, I love you too, Lady Latina. I don't know why I can't, I can't see the comments here, but I do have my phone next to me. And so I'm having to look back and forth, but I love each and every one of you. Thank you all so much for tuning in, but share this live, share this live. So here's the topic. It's a juicy one now. I'm gonna warn y'all. It's a juicy one and it's a touchy one. So it says, what attracts a man's attention does not always attract his respect. What turns a man's head doesn't always turn his heart. Let's just be honest. That's what this segment is, is for, right? Let's just be honest, seriously. What do you all have to say about that? What do you think? I want to see your comments. I want to see what you think. What do you think about the way a woman dress or how do you dress? What do you feel that gives off to men or even to other women about yourself? Do you feel like it says a lot about yourself? Do you feel like it, it says nothing or you don't care what it says? What do you think? 
when you see the way someone dresses, whether it be provocative, whether it be classy, what, what does it say to you? Does it have a whole lot to do? And I know I'm talking to women. There may be some men on this live, but what does it say to you or even maybe from talking to men with the fact that it doesn't necessarily, because we have to understand that men are visual. Men are visual. They're drawn away by their with their eyes, by what they see. And so because something attracts his attention or his eyes doesn't mean that it attracts his heart. And so what do you all think? I'm going to look in the comments. It says, very true. Thoroughly agree with that. Uh, let me get a notebook. Yes, get your notebook. Get your notebook. I need y'all to comment. I need y'all to comment. What do you think? What are, what are you thinking? Does it have anything to do with that? Okay, good. I can see the comments now. Okay, thank you uh, so much. Yes, yes. I kind of want to kind of get you all's perspective. I'm not going to spend long on this. Uh, actually, two people uh, submitted this for me to talk about. And so I thought that it was worth talking about because obviously people want to know um, what someone else's perspective is on that. And so I'm going to go right ahead and you all can just comment as I begin to talk, but I don't want to spend too much time on this because I want to jump right into our uh, topic for tonight because I have a very special guest uh, that is backstage and I know you all are going to enjoy her. And so let me go ahead and get done with this session. But I did a little research. So you all know that I am a research girl. I love research. I love data. Um, and I love the word of God. Um, and so here is what I found out, uh, just kind of digging a little bit deeper into this. I'm going to read it again, and then I'll go to what I found out. And so it says, and actually somebody posted this on Facebook and it just went viral. Um, but it says what attracts a man's attention does not always attract his respect. What turns a man's head doesn't always turn his heart. And so from Showbiz Cheat Sheet, it says, according to two published studies referenced in Psychology Today, research showed that there are subtle ways in which clothing influences all kinds of impressions about us. And so what you wear, it influences the impressions that you give to others about you, whether you mean to or not. It gives an impression of who you really are. And then it also says assessments are made within seconds of seeing one another based upon what is seen by the eyes, based upon what you are wearing. And then Dr. Jennifer Baumgarten wrote a book and the book is entitled, You Are What You Wear. What your clothes reveal about you. Your clothes reveal what is going on internally. I kind of knew that a little bit. And I'm not even perfect with this because sometimes I put on stuff and Bishop like you need to go back, go change, you know, or I look in the mirror and I may not feel all the way comfortable because during this whole COVID time, I've gained a little bit of weight, you know, and some things look a little bit extra sexy on me now, you know, and that's not the picture that I want to give to people or that I want to portray to people about me. That's just me. That's personal about me. 
But the book here says that it reveals what's going on internally. And so the Facebook post, it had some women with these little booty shorts on uh, dressing provocatively. And so basically what it suggests is that they are power hungry. People that dress like this, this is what research says. They are power hungry and they have intent on gaining control and attention, knowing that people will be looking at them. And so they are trying to gain the attention of other people to look at them for a reason. What's the reason? <laughs> Y'all type it in the comments. Y'all not talking to me. What is the reason? Why? Because your clothes are saying something to the world about you, whether you agree with it or not. First impression is a lasting impression. And the world is watching and listening. It tells men more about you than you know. Even as I said, men are visual. And the post that was uh, submitted was that whether it turns, whether it commands his respect and it does not necessarily, and I'm not saying that it's right. It does not necessarily command a man's respect. And what turns his head does not necessarily turn his heart. And I say not necessarily because there are, of course, you know, a few instances where it could, but for the most part, overall, it does not. And so people draw conclusions about you by the way you dress. And so all I'm saying and, and, and what I took away from the post is just to be mindful of how you dress. Be mindful of the message you are portraying to people, because whether you believe it or not, whether you know or not, you are delivering a message to the world, to people about you based upon how you dress. Yeah, I mean, it's true. And some people may think that it's not fair, but but it is. And, and, and you may not even realize it and know, but it's really revealing something that's going on on the inside of you that you don't even know. If you always have to wear co constantly just wear, wear revealing clothing where people can, you know, see your cleavage or your shape or your booty or whatever the case may be, it's revealing something deeper, a deeper need within you uh, that you may not even know. And, and you may say, I even hear some of you saying, I just like to look sexy and, you know, I just like to do this and I like just like to do that. But when it's something that you're consistently doing. I just read to you what the research says. And a real man of substance, when they are looking for a wife, they don't want a woman that's showing everything to the public. Not from my experience, <laughs> because, yeah, they, they'll tell their wife to put some clothes on, do, do this, do that. <laughs> I Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be real transparent in that moment. Um, <laughs> maybe I will, but... Men can be, you know, possessive and they don't want you to show everything. And I'm just not that type of woman anyway. But sometimes, let's just be honest, we 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 want to, you know, feel a little sexy sometimes. There's a time and a place for that. Definitely there is. There's definitely a time and a place for that. It's different if it's just you and your man, you and your husband, you know, that's different than when you're going out in the public. What message are you portraying to people? And so let me see what you all are saying in the comment section here. 
My clothing options has changed, but that's because something changed within me. That is so good. I can't deal with all this. This only supposed to last five minutes. I got a guest backstage. We got a whole nother topic that we got to talk about, but this was something that came in and it was hot. And I'm like, I got to address it because more than one person submitted it. So let me just see what else we have. But nope, he checks and say, know you know who you are representing yes you have to know who you are representing if you are saved and most of the women that are on this live i'm pretty sure are saved you are an ambassador for christ you are a representative for christ right okay yes i can see my comments again <laughs> you are a representative and so what are you showing? What are you reflecting by the way? And not just how you dress, but how you speak, how you treat people. Because sometimes Christians can be some of the nastiest people that you see. But that's not what this Let's Just Be Honest is about. <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. Because we could spend a whole nother segment on that, the way that we treat people. And so, yeah, that, that's just my take. I, I, I agree with the post. I agree with the post. What what attracts a man's attention does not always attract his respect. You do have to be mindful of what you wear. Um, you do have to be mindful of who you are representing. We are representing Christ. And what turns a man's head doesn't always turn his heart. So just because he's looking at you doesn't mean that he sees wifely qualities in you or somebody that he feels that he can invest time in in a relationship. And yes, thank you so much for that, Brianna. That, I mean... All of us, we had to come to a place where we had to learn. We didn't know. When you don't know, you don't know. But there is a difference when you do know and you're still doing it. <laughs> that There is a difference. But, but I thank you so much for your honesty because a lot of us have been there where we did not know. And so if you did not know, it cannot be counted against you. But it, but it definitely, you know, you can't control what people, uh, their perception you know, if you did not know, whereas if you did know and you're still doing it, and then, you know, that's a different, you know, but yes, yes. And not saying that, that that's you. Um, it definitely uh, is definitely true. I can attest to that, that, you know, sometimes you may not know. And for those people, definitely. Um, that's why we have women of God like us, you know, that are not going to judge them, but can shed wisdom upon them, that can shed knowledge upon them to help them and do it in a loving way in a loving way. It's all in the way you do things. You know, uh, people receive things in the way that you do it, in the way that you give it. And so we have to be mindful of our spirit as it relates to that. So, all right, I'm done with that topic. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm trying to look at the comments. I'm sorry. Definitely also got to be receptive when someone comes to you about your attire. Yes, you got to be receptive. Some people, you cannot tell them anything, though. I don't care what you say. <laughs> but but that's true. You got to be receptive. You got to want to be helped. You have to want to be helped. Uh, somebody says, I'm guilty of a lady. I had to change the way I dressed when I got married. Yes, yes, yes. All that's good. Yep, it matters in your approach. All right. Okay, so that is it. So I love these little segments, y'all. I, I have a time to be real and to be honest. And so, I mean, and I try to do that in everything that I do, but I'm talking about the real raw, raw, raw. So I want you all to go on my website and I want you to take advantage of that uh, 
the, the place where you can go and you can submit the topics that you want me to discuss. And you can also submit a woman's name that you want me to spotlight uh, on here. Or if you want me to do a particular lesson, something that you want to know more about, I want to make sure I'm giving you what you all need. And so definitely visit the website. You see it posted there. And there's a section where you can submit all of that, all of that. So we spent enough time on that. We're going to jump right into our topic for tonight. Let's jump into our podcast topic for tonight. This is part two of I Am God's Masterpiece. And so I don't know if all of you have had an opportunity to listen to the last episode. But the last episode, uh, it definitely, it was the same title as where we're coming from today, but we're going to deal with the latter uh, portion of the verse. Um, and it, it definitely, uh, it speaks to us being God's masterpiece. And so on the last episode, we discussed how God took his time to create us. He took his time and how we realized that we are not a fly by night, but every detail down to our hair, down to our skin color, down to, uh, whatever the case may be. You know, some of us are hairy. Some of us are not. The very finest detail is what I'm trying to say. God took thought into that. He took time in creating us. We are his work of art. I don't care what you've gone through. I don't care what you've experienced. I don't care whether you feel like it. You are God's work of art. We were skillfully created with purpose in mind. And then we talked about how we must be new creatures in Christ. We must be new creatures in Christ in order to see the fullness of the masterpiece we were created to be. And so tonight we will discuss the latter part of the verse. And the verse uh, is coming from Ephesians 2 and 10. If you all have your notebooks, I told you to get your notebooks and your pens and your blankets and your, and your tea and your coffee. Okay, so we can get comfortable and we can dig into this conversation tonight. And so the scripture is Ephesians 2 and 10, and I'm going to read it for you. It says, let me put it up here. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And so what that lets me know is that God has a plan for us. He had a plan for us before we were formed in our mother's womb. God had a plan for us and he still has a plan for us. And so it lets us know in that scripture that, in that, scripture that he planned good things for us a long time ago for us to do, for us to be, and even in us becoming his masterpiece. But the dilemma in that, there's always a dilemma, right? <laughs> the dilemma in that is that we must trust his plan for our lives. We must trust his plan for our lives. And sometimes that can be difficult. And number two, what we're gonna deal with tonight before I introduce my special guest, we must trust his timing. And many of us know the timing of God. It can be difficult to trust sometimes when you feel like you've been waiting too long. And so now I'm going to bring my special guest in. We have with us on tonight my friend and my sister, Lady Latasha Brown. And I know she is going to shed some wisdom 
here tonight. She is an anointed woman of God. She is a real woman of God. And I'm just excited to have her here tonight because I know she is going to bless us. Welcome, Lady Brown. Welcome, welcome. And so before we jump further into that and deal with that, because we're going to deal with it, I definitely want you to just kind of introduce yourself to the people. Tell us a little bit about you. All right. Well, thank you so much, my sister and my friend, for having me tonight. Um, really, you could have stayed right in the vein of the first topic you were talking about. <laughs> that was so good. But anyway, um, I, I could have stayed there. I was I was backstage jumping and just talking. But anyway, um, for those that don't know me, for those that do, my name is Latasha Brown. Professionally, I am a mental health practitioner. So um, that's a fancy word for a therapist. So I actually uh, counsel uh, at-risk youth ages 18 to 24. They may have had some trauma, some substance abuse, things like that. And I absolutely love what I do. So I don't feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm just in my assignment. And so that is a blessing. Also, I am a professor, a new professor at North Park yeah. University. I'm teaching the undergrad uh, psychology program. So I'm so super, uber, uber excited about that. Um, I am a wife to Pastor Clarence E. Brown III of Abundant Blessings Church. Um, I am a mother. I have just became a, a glam mother. I'm not a grand. I'm a glam mother. That's to, it. <laughs> to Prince Cairo. And um, also, I am the Midwest uh, Women's Leader of Pilgrim Assemblies International. So that's that's my resume in, in, in a nutshell. Awesome. We are excited to have you here, Lady Brown. We're excited to have you here. And so we're going to, without any further ado, we're going to jump right into our conversation. And I want you all to feel open. If you have not had a chance to share this live, please share this live. Please tag a friend, invite a friend, because it's going to be good tonight. So let, let's jump right in. The enemy tried to get a little busy. <laughs> tried to get a little Yes, we rebuke the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. That's why I know it's going to be impactful. It's going to help somebody. And that is my main goal. My main aim is just to help somebody. Even if it's just one person, two people, I just want to help somebody. Amen. All right. So since we can hear now, we're going to jump right into our topic. And so as you all can see, we have our special guest and we are both uh, going to chime in and share uh our personal experiences as it relates to the topic. And so even as we were talking about being God's masterpiece and becoming God's masterpiece and being able to do the good things that he planned for us a long time ago, before we were even formed in our mother's womb, we must first trust his plan that he has for us and we must trust his timing. And even as we said before, the timing of God can sometimes, because it doesn't always line up with our timing, and sometimes it can be a little bit difficult, but I'm going to begin to discuss even the plan of God that he has for us. And so Lady Brown, I want you to tell us about a situation in your life where the plan of God didn't match up with the plan that you had for yourself, because you've got to know that we, we have all these vision board parties and I've had them myself and 
we come up with these goals, we come up with these plans, these aspirations that we have for our life. And many of us are guilty of not consulting God first to see the plan that he has for us. You know, and then we get disappointed because his plan doesn't line up with our plan, but we didn't consult God in the first place so that we wouldn't be off kilter making all of these plans and these goals. And God is saying, that's not what I had for you, daughter. That's not the plan that I had in mind for you. And so I want you to just kind of help us out and kind of give us like a real uh, situation that you may have been in where you realize that your plan did not match the plan that God had for you. We've all been there. And so I'll let you talk right there. Uh, you could have kept talking, sis. Um, <laughs> really, I'm going to try to be uh, as candid and transparent as possible. Um, I, as, as you started talking about the scripture and really just sharing about being uh, honest about what plan, when our plans don't match up with God, I'm reminded of a, a, a situation in my own life early in my 20s um, I was in a relationship and I was in a relationship with a guy and I thought that we were going to get married. You know, I thought that he was the one. I thought that this was it. We were going to do yeah. it right. And, you know, everything was 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 on point. Now, I'm be honest. Let me put this disclaimer out. I was not saved at the time. I love <laughs> Jesus, but yeah. I wasn't saved. And I just thought that if I go ahead and 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 if everything is right, if we in a relationship, he doing husband duties, I'm doing wife duties, you know, he laying it down. I'm, you know, it's all great. <laughs> Talk and, about it, ladies. Uh -huh. And so <laughs> I just thought we, we got along great. Our families yeah. got along great. And I'm like, okay, this is it. But I, as you mentioned, I never consulted God about it. I just yeah. thought because the relationship was good, that it was God. But everything that's good is not God. And okay. even in that particular scripture that you mentioned, yeah. uh, and it talks about salvation uh, cannot be a reward for works. There's yeah. nothing that we can do to work to, to be in salvation. Everything God is ever going to do for us is already done. It's already done. Already so, done. So God knew that this relationship wasn't for me. And let me be very honest and help some women tonight. I didn't talk about, I was in, this relationship was abusive. It was emotionally wow. abusive. It was physically abusive. You know, my middle name was, was B-I-T-C-H. Um, you know, I suffered from low self-esteem and um, this was not God's plan. And I thought if only if I could stay in that relationship and prove my family and my friends wrong about him, that it would work. And honestly, if I could be very honest before we move on, that relationship actually drew me to God. It drew me to a relationship and intimacy with God because when you're in a relationship and people ain't fanning for you and that guy no more, you don't have nobody else to talk to. You don't have nobody else to go to. And so after I had already cried out my mom, I had already cried out my brother, my family, I didn't have anybody else to talk, turn to. So I actually found God in the midst of that relationship, but I did not consult God. And everything that he was doing was that he's already done for me. That relationship was not part of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good because I think many women and many women on this live, and I definitely can attest to that, being, and, and, and let's just talk about relationships, whether it be with a man or whether, whether it be, you know, a, a female relationship, companionship, but let's deal with the, the male relationship, you know, and a lot of times it's so key what you said. Sometimes we stay in things just to prove people wrong, or we yeah. don't want them to feel like they were right about what they said. But at the end of the day, sometimes I know for me, I knew in the back of my mind, I knew that this was not what God had for me. I knew it. I knew it wasn't what God had for me, you know, but in the beginning, you know, of course, once I got in it, you know, it was a little bit more difficult to get out of it because a soul tie had, you know, uh, yes. been uh, formed, you yeah. know, and, and it's not easy to get out of a soul tie. That is not easy. You know, so I say to anybody, if you're in something in a relationship and you know you are not supposed to be in it, the sooner you get out of it, the better. Because the longer you stay in it, the more difficult it is for you yes. to get out of it. I mean, it, yes. it just becomes more and more difficult, you know, and, and sometimes it becomes a place of comfort for us because it's your comfort zone. Let, let's and talk you know a little bit about comfort zone. <laughs> And you know, Go ahead. It's, it, it's fear. Yeah. It's fear. Yeah. We are, yep. we as women, you can be beautiful. You can be yeah. stacked like a brick. You can have great credit. You got a great job. All yeah. of these outer external factors in our life. And we still suffer and we still have that fear. So we stay in that comfortability of that relationship. Yeah. And it's taxing. It's yeah. draining us. Our yeah. esteem is going down. All of that is 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 impacting us. Yeah, yeah, that that's very true. I mean, cuz I was there. Ladies, if you have been there, I want to see it in the comments if you have been there and what helped you get from that place. Let's help each other tonight because somebody is there now where they're comfortable and they're afraid of what they don't know and even what they do even though what they do know is not the best because they're comfortable with it they're willing to stay in it all of us have been there we've been there you know and sometimes you know in order to get you know what god has for us we have to be willing to break free from that fear and we have to be willing to break free from our comfort zone we have to be able to leave that and and i want to just give a concrete example even outside of a relationship because we can deal with that all night because because women, we, we, we a little soft when it comes to that. We could definitely deal with that all night. But even with my place of work, you know, uh, where I used to work and I knew that God was calling me to a different place. Yeah. But I was comfortable there. I knew it backwards and forward, even though I was getting done with school. You know, I knew that God was going to begin to elevate me, but I got comfortable in the place where I was. And our comfortable place can leave us in a place of complacency where we don't fully see or experience the promises of God because we've gotten too comfortable. Yeah. We've gotten too complacent in where we are, you know, and so even with the job where I was on, you know, I had to trust God, you know, I had to trust God be beyond where I was and it didn't feel comfortable because I didn't know what the next step was going to look like. I, and, and you know what? If I could be real honest, 
God would always have me in a place where I would travel a road less traveled, where I didn't see a whole lot of people travel this road. And God would mm. say, that's where I want you to go. I want you to go there. You know, <laughs> I want you to go there. And my thing is, it's like, well, God, my friend's not going in that direction. You know, and, and, and we all saved and we all trying to do the same thing. But God would always put me in a place where he would take me out of my comfort zone. Even I can speak. I can think back going to college. All of my friends went to the same college. And God said, uh-uh. I don't want you to go there. I want you to go here where you don't know anybody. And I'm like, God, no, I want to go here. I want to go to U of I, Urbana. That's where everybody is going. And he's like, no, I want you to go here, you know, and I listened to the voice of God and I went there and I understand now, even what you said, why God had me to do that, you know, and even in my career moves, you know, sometimes God will take us in a place, you know, and, and this is just really in line with what we're talking about, how his plans, our plans don't always line up with what his plans are for our life, but we still have to trust him. If we want to be on the right track, on the right path, we have to trust his plan for our life. And I do want to share this scripture, um, Proverbs 20 and 24, it speaks about a, a man's steps are ordered by the Lord. How then can a man understand his way? And so that lets me know that I'm not going to always understand the way that God has for me. It's not going to always make sense to me. You know, I may be thinking like, well, God, I can't put A and B and make C like this. This don't make sense. It's not adding up. And God is saying that it, in your mind, it's not going to always add up. You know, his thoughts are not our thoughts and neither go. are his ways our ways. There is a way that seemeth right to right. a man, but the end thereof leads to death and destruction. So even in, in our way, where we think it's the right way, you know, where we have our plans, we have our whole perfect life, you know, lined out, we have it spelled out, you know, on our vision board. And I'm all about being intentional, but even in being intentional and having that plan, we have to make sure that we consult God, you know, because when we don't, you know, and even when we do, sometimes God will cause us to be in a dark season. Yes. A dark season. A lot of us have been there and some of us may be there now where we're in a dark season and there is purpose even in that dark season. And so let's talk about trusting God's plan even in our darkest hour. What does that look like? Have you ever been there, Lady Brown? Help us out tonight. How do you trust God's plan when you're in a dark place? Well, let me say this, um, there's going to be, and this is for a, a, a few women that is watching tonight, there is going to be a season in our lives where there's gonna be darkness and there's not gonna be any mentors because yeah. the Holy Spirit wants to mentor. That's there's good. gonna be a season in our life and I'm speaking from experience, when I was going through this, this dark time, trying to get out of the cycle of abuse, really just trying to break free to, to get my esteem up, to, to get myself uh, uh, back in the presence of God, renewing my relationship. And I reached out to so many people. My mother was there, my family was there, but there was a season that God, the Holy Spirit, as I began to build my relationship with him, he said, there's no mentor, mentors in wow. this season. 
There's no mentors in this dark place because I need to grow you and I need to develop your ears so that you can yeah. hear me because you will depend on people. And if you're going to continue to move into prosperity, if you're going to move into being uh, successful, I can't allow you or put you in a place to depend on others. So there's going to be a season in some of our lives where in your darkest hour, you yeah. won't have any mentors. It's going to be the Holy Spirit guiding you, the Holy Spirit leading you. The Bible says the Holy Spirit comes as a comforter. He comes as a strengthener. He comes as an advocate. He comes as a standby. Yeah. He comes to guide you into all truth. He comes to bring things to your remembrance. Your girlfriend can't bring the good to your remembrance. They gonna bring uh -uh. all the old stuff you used to do when you was back in the club with them and when you went with, with John John and all of that. I don't want to be remembered from my past. I want to be remembered for what God, the future that God has for me. Yeah. And so that is going to be key. You're going to need faith in the season of darkness. Your faith is going to be tested. Your faith is going to be stretched. God is going to strengthen uh, uh, those in your darkest hour. That's really what happened to me. I didn't have yeah. anybody to rely on. I had one girlfriend. If you have a community in your dark hour, that's great. But you want to yeah. make sure that that community is going to pull you up. They're going to pull you out the mud. They're going to pull you up out of stagnation. They're not going to judge you. They're not going to, you know, uh, uh, what is the, what's the word now? They're not going to uh, try to pour shade on you, you know, yeah. in yeah. front of you. And then, you know, sometimes let's be real. You talking about the truth, Lady V, right? Yeah, Sometimes yeah. we can be in front of people and they're like, oh, girl, I'm going to pray for you. You don't need that. You can I'm move forward. That. Right. Yeah. And then as soon as they get out your presence, hey, girl, you know, I just left uh, uh, Lady V or, you know, I just I yeah. just left so-and-so. And That's girl, what I told you wasn't all that. <laughs> <laughs> I told you wasn't all that. Talk about you it. Need, you need accountability that is going to pull yeah. you up out of the mud, out of the cesspool of depression, yeah. out of the cesspool of low self-esteem, out of the cesspool of, of entanglement. Uh, 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 we know Jada and Will Smith was in entanglement. Some of us in entanglements, we in squares, we in circles, we in triangles, we in all of these things. But I really believe there's going to be a season in your dark hour where there's going to be no mentors. Yeah. And it's going to be the leading of the Holy Spirit. That is so true. <laughs> I mean, and, and I can't see the comments right now, um, but I'm sure many women can attest to this because we've all been a dark, in a dark place. Oh, yeah. More than one time, more than one time. And if you oh, have yes. not been there, keep on living. You will get there. Uh, but and, and we've heard this before, but it is so, so true. You know, we get in those moments. We have those times where God begins to develop us in our dark season. Yes. In yes. our season of separation, even as you said, uh, where you may not even have a mentor or wh whoever that you normally, your crutch that you could normally lean and depend on. Sometimes God has to get us to a place where he removes that crutch. Yes. Where we can get to know him for ourselves, where we don't yes. have a relationship with him through our mother, through our father, through our friend, through our husband, you know, where we get to know him for ourselves. It is in those dark moments where we really get to know God for ourselves, where he begins to mold us, where he begins to shape us. 
you know, and, and we get closer to God. And, and even as I'm talking about this, it really gets us to a place where we can depend and we know where God wants us yes. to depend on him and him alone. That's right. I can speak from a very personal place where many people may not have heard this testimony, but I was pregnant with one of my children um, and my husband told it. He always tell my testimonies, but I'm going to tell it for myself tonight. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I was pregnant with one of my children. I don't even remember which child it was. Um, I'm sure he does. Uh, but <laughs> I was pregnant with one of my children, went to go see the doctor. Everything was well. They did an examination. I think I was close to delivery and they said they thought they saw cancer mm. um that wasn't an easy spot for me to be in right sure. it, it, it sure. definitely wasn't an easy spot because they they looked and they were sure that they saw it but they had to take some tests you know and they sent me home and they had me to wait so imagine having to wait on the results after you've already been told this is what we think it is you know and so of course high anxiety. And so of course I had my moment, you know, where it's like, well, God, you know, first it was a moment of anger and it was a moment, you know, where I began to feel sorry for myself because my, my uh, medical mind began to work, you know, and, and it began to, you know, and the enemy began to play with my mind and yes, I'm mm. saved and yes, I'm sanctified and I know how to pray and I know the word of God, you know, but sometimes we get in this, in situations where we can't even think of the word of God at that moment in time. I had Absolutely. to <laughs> pull myself back. Like now, you know, you know, the word of God, you know, and so, but I had a moment. I had a moment. It was only a moment, yes. <laughs> but I did have a moment where I questioned God, you know, and where I began to get discouraged, but I had to pick myself up from that place. But, but there was purpose even in that time, that was a dark season for me because it wasn't just that it was things happening. You know, have you ever been there where there's something happening every moment, every time you turn around, there is something happening. And it's like, God, can I get a break? You know, and so I can remember that night going to church for prayer and somebody came to me and asked me, are you okay, first lady? And I'm like, no, but you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You know, we, we got to hit them with the, I'm good. You know, <laughs> but I had to get on my face. Yeah. I had to get on my face and it really drew me closer to God. And so in that dark moment, that's when God began to minister to me. That's when my sight began to get keener, where my uh, my hearing began to get keener, you know, just to begin to hear the voice of God even the more, you know, and to see what God was saying for me and not what the doctors were saying, you know, was, was going on in my body. And thanks be unto God, you know, it was a false positive. It was negative and that's not what it was, you know, but I didn't know that at the time, you know, but I still had to trust God and it definitely brought me closer to him. So I encourage anybody that's listening to this podcast, whatever you may be facing, you may be in a dark season right now. You may be coming upon a dark season and don't even know it. Continue to trust God even in that, continue. It's okay because you're going to have a moment. But after that moment, get back up, 
You know the word of God. You know God to be who he says he is. You already know that he's already proven himself time and time again. And he wants us to continually depend on him. You know, even when we don't know what our next step is, even when we don't know what's going on or we don't understand because we're not going to always understand. And so it leads me uh, to my next uh, portion that I want to uh, discuss. What, what was it that helped you the most? while you were going through your darkest season? How did you hold on? How did you not lose your mind? How did you not give up and throw in the town in the towel? Because I'm sure we have a lot of women on this live that may be at that point in their lives now and they're wondering, how can I continue to trust God? You know, and, and the plan that I had for myself, what 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 I'm seeing now, this don't don't look right. And so how would you encourage them? How did you hold on? Well, I think you said something very key tonight. You talked about developing in the dark. And before yeah. this big social media world, before iPhones and iPhones, sorry, Androiders, but before <laughs> technology where you could take a picture with your phone, back in the day, you had the Polaroid cameras where uh, you had to actually wait for the, the picture to come through. And then yeah. think about before our days where they used to have to put, you would take a picture and you would have to have it developed in the dark. It had to be a closed room, no light, and the picture yeah. was developed in the dark. And as you were saying about developing in the dark, I started seeing that old school picture. God mm -hmm. wants to develop us in the dark. And one thing that helped me to get through all of that and holding on was I had to first realize that I was in a spiritual wilderness. I was in yeah. a spirit. So I had to, I had to really be honest with myself. I was broken. I was in a spiritual wilderness. I had yeah. to realize that uh, uh, I needed to be developed. I had to realize mm. that I needed to lean on the Holy spirit. And again, it, that community. So I had one person along with the Holy spirit, that prayed me through. There was times I, I cried my makeup off because I wanted to go back to his house and yeah. show him how cute I was and see let him see what he was missing. And you know, was, <laughs> you know we do that as well. Yes, you, got, yes. you put on your cutest outfit like, well, let me just drive back <laughs> and see if he has Yes, like, we do. Yes. <laughs> but seriously, yeah. I had to realize that I was in a spiritual wilderness. I had to realize that I needed to be developed in the dark. And I had to hold on to the Holy Spirit. I had to yeah. really cry out to God about my deficiencies, my insecurities, my yeah. brokenness. And I got into a community of the church. At the time, yeah. I was a, a, a member of, of Sweet Holy Spirit. And I had to connect to the community so that I can be lifted up and strengthen. And there was times God had to show me who I really was. See, this is the thing we don't want women. We want the support, but we don't know. We, we don't want to hear who we truly are. You are becoming, you are, you are yeah. uh, the apple of God's eye, but there's some things he has to work out through us. He's got to get the bitterness out of you. Yeah. He got to get the pettiness out of us. He has to get all of those things. Listen, there's wisdom in no. Because I wanted to go back to that relationship. But I, as you talked about, I had to trust God. And I, yeah. I want some women on here to know that there's wisdom in no. Yeah. There's power in you got to trust God. 
You're going to yeah. have to cry. Let me tell you, it wasn't easy. I was, it's not easy. Yeah. I was kicking. I was screaming. <laughs> I was rebellious. Yeah. You know, I, all of those things, all those things happen. It's not going to be an easy, uh, an easy transition. However, if you get the right community around you and you lean and depend on the Holy Spirit, yeah. you can get through this process. You have to first realize where you are and realize that this is yeah. not right. Darkness is not going to last forever. Jeremiah 29 and 11 uh -uh. says that God has plans for us plans to prosper us and give oh, us yes. a good and an expected end. Let me just give you a quick ending. Had I stayed in that relationship that was abusive, I would yeah. not be married to the man uh, that's perfect for me. Come I would on. not be I would not be the woman. I wouldn't be I don't yeah. even think I would be a leading lady. Uh, 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 I don't think I would be in ministry. I don't yeah. know where I would be, but it goes back to the scripture that you talked about as the foundation in Ephesians yeah. 2, that everything God is ever going to do for us is already, already done. done. It's already finished. We just yeah. got to hold on to the Holy Spirit and allow him to develop you in the dark and know that there is wisdom in know and that you're growing and trusting God. Yeah, that's good. That 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 definitely uh, is worth repeating. There is wisdom in no. It's okay to say no. Yes. It's okay to not go back. And 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 even in that, what do we say when God tells us no? Can you still trust Him and still trust His plan for you when He tells you no? And then I know for me, one of the things that kind of helped me, I had to get out of the out of the place where I was constantly asking or soaking and why me? Yeah. Why am I going through this? Why did this happen to me? And 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 my old pastor used to always say, why not you? <laughs> why not you? What makes you so good? that you you can't go through and experience and go through the molding and the shaping. And I, I, I had to get out of the position of asking God, why me? Why am I in this condition? Why do I have to deal with this? And I had to realize that my present condition was not my conclusion. It was not how it was going to end. That was not my ending. It was a part of my story. Yes, it was a chapter in my book. And my book would not be complete if that chapter were not there. Or I would not have developed what I needed to develop in that season if I had not gone through that. You know, and I got confirmation, you know, that even while you're going through, and I want to encourage someone on here tonight that's listening to this podcast, we're so used to rushing the process and impressing our will upon God or trying to force yeah. our will, you know, and God is saying, don't do that. Like, like we have to make sure that we develop that patience, you know, while we're going through, while we see that God's plan is not lining up with our plan. It, it doesn't look like our picture perfect story that we have for our life, you know, but, but even in that, I had to hold fast to my faith. 
I did not know how much faith I had until I was put in a situation where I really had to trust God. And we declared and we confess it all day long, but you don't really know until you're put in a situation where you have to exercise that faith. When I got that diagnosis, my mama couldn't take it away. My daddy couldn't take it away. I had to pray to God and I had to have the faith to believe the report of the Lord. I had to believe the report of the Lord, even though facts, it didn't line up with my faith because I began to think about it. And when they told me what it looked like, I'm like, well, yeah, that is what it looked like. And that's not a good outcome. And it's probably yes, <laughs> but God performed a miracle. I believe Hallelujah. in that moment. I believe that God performed a miracle for me because I had my moment, but I stood up and I believed God. And I said, I will not believe the report of the enemy, but I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. And so I, we definitely, we definitely have to know that our condition, what we're going through now, that is not the end. That's just a part of your story. That's just a part of your making. And, and it takes time. It, it takes time. And, and, and it really leads me to the next discussion point. And we're almost done because we're a little over, but it, it's getting good to me. I don't know if it's good to y'all, but it's getting good to me tonight. But let's talk about the timing of God. Let's talk about the timing of God, because sometimes the timing of God can seem so long. We don't, we don't know his timing. His timing is not the same as ours. And so we have to trust God. My brother. We have to trust God, you know, even when we don't know his timing, even when it's not lining up with the timing that we have, because his timing is perfect. But can you still trust him when you don't know when it's going to happen? When you don't know when it's going to happen, scripture says the vision awaits its appointed time. And so there is an appointed time for things to happen in our lives. But because we don't know, you know, and even becoming God's masterpiece, there is a whole process with that. There's a whole like the whole timing piece and the molding and the shaping and the things he has to pull out of us, you know, and pull and put in us. You know, we there is it, the timing is so key. But that's one of those things because we want things right now when we say it and we lack patience. Yes, Come on. Lord. Yes, God. Lack patience. But let me tell you something. There is a danger in receiving something out of season. There is a danger of receiving something when you are not ready for it or it may not be ready for you and you don't know it. All you know is I want it. I want it. I want this job. I want this promotion. I want this boo. You know, I want to be married. You know, I want whatever the case it is. There is purpose in your waiting. There is a reason why you have not received what you want in the, at this time. There is an appointed time. And so let's talk a little bit about the timing of God. Why is that so difficult? And what are some of the things that you've done to help you to accept the timing of God? And maybe you even have a concrete example where his timing didn't line up with your timing. Ooh, that's, that's a good <laughs> one. That's a real good one because you're right. The Bible says that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. I'm going to be very open. I come from a family where I was 
spoiled. Anything I wanted, I got. They called me prima donna growing up. They called me yeah. prima donna. And so if I wanted it, I got it. So when I got into this thing called life, and then I got into the kingdom of God through salvation, it was like, okay, everything normally happens around me. And that was the first thing God had to show me and strip me. But you know what? The trust, the timing of God, it brought identity to my life. Because, yeah. of course, as women, we, we want to be married by 25 or 30. We want two kids. <laughs> you know, we want the house. We want all of these things. We have, I think it's good. It's great that we have goals and that we want to accomplish these things. However, it, it, it's, it's all in God's timing. So for me, it was like, okay, God, when is the time going to come? I want to be married. After yeah. I got out of the relationship, it took three and a half years before I was married. And there were times I cried. There was times yeah. I was just like, God, this is, this is not true. But what happened to me was that God began to show me my true identity in that difficult time. Wow. wow. So he had to he had to strip me of selfishness because selfishness was formed in me even though it was unknowingly through my parents they gave me mm -hmm. everything but in the same breath that personality that hidden personality trait was that I was selfish. And yeah. so it's like okay I want to get this done. But God had to strip me of that. And then there became this identity crisis. I truly believe that and God took difficult timing that before God can open up some doors and open up platforms and give us some of the desires of our heart, he needs to help. He needs to create in us our identity. God yeah. does not want to give us to the man that he has for us, or he doesn't want us to move into a position of, of, of supervising if we don't know our identity. You're going to a job and you will not even know your complete identity and yeah. your credentials will take you there, but your lack of identity will, will not keep you there. And so you may not stay there. And so God yeah. had to really show me my identity. And, and some of that identity, I'm gonna be real honest, Lady V, he started talking to me and saying, hey, you lazy, Yeah. you want a husband, but you got dishes in the sink. You know, yeah. he had to tell me, you know, you need to do certain things you need to prepare yourself to be a wife. Your credit is jacked up. You think I'm going to bring my son into your life and let him just uh, uh, take all your pay all your bills and you not contribute yeah. anything to the relationship. And so God's timing showed me that there were some things in me, even though I was scratching, I was I was screaming, I was yeah. uncomfortable. But he <laughs> had to show me I need to bring identity to your life. And yeah. the Bible says in Romans 8 and 28, all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. And even though it was God's difficult, it was difficult. It, it was his perfect timing, uh -huh. but it was difficult for me. It showed me that I had to learn my identity and my yeah. identity. Some of my identity came through that. But then more of my identity came into other platforms that I, I that in, in jobs and things like that. But the difficulty of trusting God's timing we have to move out of selfishness. Let me help yeah. some of you all. When you are when you are tired of you, yeah. when you get fed up with you, <laughs> then you will let God do what he really wants to do. If he yeah. wants to create in you a clean heart and renew within you the right spirit, he wants to heal you. He wants to restore us. He wants to revive us. 
and he really wants to bring true identity to us. And that is that happens in the yeah. difficult trust, trusting of God's timing. Yeah, that's good. I mean, because with, with, even with the whole identity portion, like in that developing and, and even going back to uh, our darkest hour and trusting the timing of God, it, it it's really uh, purpose so that we can get to know who we really are in him. Because even as you said, we can be promoted to all these different positions and places, but if you don't know who you are in him, you know, and, and it really takes me back to us receiving things or wanting things prematurely. You want something, you know, and God is saying you're not even developed to that point to handle that because you don't you even know ready. who you are. <laughs> you ain't ready for it yet. You know, and we don't see the bigger picture. We just see that God, this is what I want and I want it now. You know, but but we have to go through that process of developing. And and one of the things that the Lord ministered to me as I was preparing for this is we lack commitment. We lack commitment. We must be committed to the process. We must be committed, you know, even to evolving, you know, to who God has called us to be, you know, and, and in commitment, it takes time. You have to be committed. And we we definitely, a lot of us, if we can be honest on tonight, we lack commitment. And even as you said, we have to uh, be willing to be developed, you know, and even in knowing our self-identity. And one of the things that God ministered to me as well is that patience is our protection. It's mm, our protection. That's patience it. is our protection. We have to develop patience because when we don't have it, even as I said, we, 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 we get things on our own and God is saying, I didn't give you that, you know, and all along he's trying to protect you because you were not ready for that. That's but that because you didn't have that, yes, but because you didn't have that patience or because of that pressure to keep up, because we're seeing everything on social media and you seeing everybody getting married and everybody getting engaged and everybody doing this and doing that. And it's all wonderful and fine. But you've got to know the season that you're in. You've got to know where God has you and take that pressure off. God has a plan for you. And it just may not be your appointed time to have that. And God is saying, I'm protecting you, daughter. I'm protecting you. It's not time. I'm still developing you. I'm still doing this. I'm still doing that. You know, but but we get impatient, you know, but patience really, really is our protection. Begin, type that in the comments. Patience is my protection. It's really developing the patience of God. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You can cut in at any time. Okay. I, and you know what? Even with that consistency, you talked about commitment. Consistency yes. is where the breakthrough happens. Yes. Consistency is where the breakthrough <laughs> happens. It yes. took me three and a half years to really break free of this person. Yeah. Yeah. to heal but it is the consistency that we need that is going yeah. to is going to bring the breakthrough the consistency yeah. even not just in relationship but the consistency yeah. and and true identity and building a relationship with the holy spirit will bring a, a, a breakthrough consistency will bring breakthrough and in, in un, unhealthy habits that we have yes it will our eating, yeah. our eating habits 
you know, our, our relationship building, mm-hmm. you know, our study habits. Some of us are going yeah. back to school. You know, you want a, a better or a, a bigger job. That consistency is the breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And that's why the enemy fights us on that in our emotions. Yeah. Because when, when we get emotional, emotional about things, one day we feel like it. And the next day we don't. It, 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 it. <laughs> and that's I'm, I'm why guilty. we have to take control of those emotions. And women, yes. if we can be honest, we are some of the most emotional creatures. And that's why the enemy plays on our emotions yes. so that we can be lacking in the area of consistency and commitment. And so I I know this is a podcast, but I'm, I'm praying for you all that that you will get and and even my my even me myself will become more firm in my consistency, uh, my commitment, and even my patience. And we're just about done. I mean, I, we th- this has been good. I pray that you all have been helped. But I, I really just want to uh, encourage each and every one of you that God has a plan for you. And even going back to the scripture, he has good things, good things planned for us long time ago. And so I made a post today, but you are expected to overcome. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what you're going through. It may be bleak. You know, it may not be going the way that you want it to go, but you are expected to overcome, you will overcome whatever it is that you're going through and you are God's masterpiece. You are valuable to him. And even during this molding and this shaping process and this uncomfortability that you may be feeling, don't run away. Don't run away, you know, and 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 get away from commitment, being committed to the process. Don't run away, but stay there and allow God to develop you, allow him to shape you, allow him to mold you because even in that God is going to get the glory. He's going to get the glory in all that you are going through. There is a bigger picture than what you see. We only see a piece and a portion, but there is a bigger picture. And one of the truths about a masterpiece is that it takes a long time to create. It's detailed, intricate. It's one of a kind. There are no duplicates, no duplicates. You are one of a kind and you are valuable to God. And so even in this process, allow God to develop patience in you, be committed to the process and pray for consistency. And I'm even hearing this persistence, be persistent in all that you do. Be don't back down from the process. I don't care how hard it is. Don't back down. Keep pushing. Keep going. You are God's masterpiece. And we, we, we need to take a moment to recommit ourselves because sometimes we can become so lax in, in our day to day. And even with some of us not going to church and just tapping into the lab and some of us don't even tap in on the time that the lab is up, you know, and, and God is saying, I need you to be recommitted 
Be recommitted. Commit yourself to the process of becoming all that he has planned for you to be because you are God's masterpiece and don't allow the enemy to tell you any different. Lady Brown, I'm going to give the floor to you. If you have any lasting words, any encouragement that you want to give to the women, you can do that at this time. I just really want to reiterate that consistency is the breakthrough. Consistency yeah. will bring breakthrough. I don't care where you are in your life, woman, whether you are broken, whether you have just uh, gotten out of a relationship, you're unsure about your identity. I want you to know, according to Jeremiah 29 and 11, that God has plans for you. Yes, yeah. you plans to give you a good and an expected end, a plan yeah. that won't harm you. So I decree and declare in your life that you are whole, nothing missing, nothing broken in the life yeah. of every woman that is on this live tonight. I decree yeah. and declare that you are whole in your emotions. The Bible says in Genesis that God has given us power and dominion over the fish, yes. the fowl, and the air. And that includes your emotions. You will no longer emotionally spin. You will no longer emotionally talk mm -hmm. back, think back, go back. You will not be like Lot's wife. You won't yeah. be like James said in the Bible. You won't be like yeah. an unsettled wave. You will not be bipolar or schizophrenia in your emotions. I decree and declare that the word of God will be your final authority in every decision yeah. that you make in your life, that you yeah. are whole, that you are the apple of God's eye. Yeah, beauty, yes. the ashes, woman, every widower, every divorcee, every single person, every married yeah. woman, every woman in every walk of life. God is giving you beauty for ashes. And I decree and declare, according to Jeremiah 30 and 17, that yeah. he is healing all of your wounds and that you are walking in persistence, as Lady V says, that you yeah. are walking in consistency. And we decree and declare that you are God's masterpiece. Yes, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lady Brown. I love you. I thank you for joining you us on tonight. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I pray that you were blessed. Share this with someone so that they can experience the same thing that you experienced so that they can be helped because... God definitely moved on tonight, even with the, the nuggets of wisdom uh, that were given on tonight. Um, I'm, I'm definitely uh, appreciative and I can't wait to go back and listen to it again. <laughs> and so uh, that is the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Follow Lady Brown on Facebook and Instagram. What's your uh, Instagram handle? It's uh, Lady Latasha B. Lady Latasha B. And you also do a Women in the Word on Tuesdays, on, on Thursday. Thursday. At what time? That's, that's at 7 p.m. And that's on my business page, Latasha R. Brown Ministries. Yes. Follow her. Follow her. Definitely. Uh, definitely an anointed, powerful woman of God that is going to share wisdom that we need to apply to our lives. And so if you haven't already subscribed to my website, you see that it's flashing 
uh, across the screen. We have some new things on the site, but I'm not going to announce it until Monday. Um, but yeah, we, we have some new things coming up, but definitely uh, go on the website uh, if you haven't already and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with the latest blogs and the advertisement opportunities. There's also a section on the website where you can submit your questions you want me to answer on the podcast, any hot topic ideas that you have for us for the Let's Just Be Honest. I hope you all enjoyed that segment as well. We're going to continue to come with that each in every podcast but we are doing something different we are going to start having the podcast on tuesdays uh facebook live um and it'll be uploaded to the actual podcast outlets on that wednesday and so uh tuesday we're, we're gonna move our date from uh friday to tuesday uh so catch us you'll see uh, a flyer coming out but it'll be tuesdays at 7 30 p.m Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, remember that you are God's masterpiece. Thank you so much. I love each and every one of you.